Aaron, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie, starred Angelina Jolie, didn't it? Uh, that and Brad Pitt, but huh. she carries it. And the movie that I saw t- is a Coen Brothers film who also wrote a movie for Angelina Jolie. So that's kind of the theme for this weekend. Oh, yeah, Angelina <laughs> Jolie adjacent. I enjoy that. <laughs> and with that, I'm Max Barber. And I'm Aaron Wildeslassie. And this is Cube Critics. Aaron, I watched a film called Driveway Dolls in theaters now. It's a film by Minnesota's own Ethan Cohen. Without his usual partner, his brother Joel, it was co-written with his wife, film editor Trisha Cook. Mm. And it's loosely based on her own experiences going to lesbian bars and that sort of thing when she was younger. It is (laughs) It is a lesbian road trip crime film. You don't see a lot of those. And it tells of two friends who take the wrong car and definitely the wrong trip. They're chased across the country by two goofy goons, which gives a sense of the tone of the film. It's a very silly film. The Coen brothers occasionally write movies for other people, and it's not generally their best work, but it can be entertaining. Um, Some examples of the ones that I don't particularly like are Intolerable Cruelty, which was intended for Ron Howard, and Lady Killers, which was intended for Barry Sonnenfeld. And they also wrote Unbroken, which was directed by Angelina Jolie. But some of these films, even if they're not their best, are fitfully enjoyable and sometimes go on to be cult films. I'd compare this with one of the better ones, a film called Crime Wave from 1985, which I think I'm the only person who has ever seen. Um, This is similarly silly, loud, cartoonish, frenzied, uh, wild, and I recommend it. Driveway Dolls in theaters today. I have to ask, do you see this becoming like another like gem in the Cohen like discography? Like I think some- I think it might. It might go on to be a, become a cult film, which sometimes happens with Cohen Brothers films. Well, if it doesn't become a cult film, maybe it'll get remade into a series, which is what happened with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the series I ended up watching this week. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the series is based on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie that came out in 2005. Yeah. The movie follows a married couple as they like inevitably find out that they're secret agents and <laughs> try to kill each other. Uh, the series goes into a different direction. Uh, it follows two strangers who land a job as spies who are then forced to get married and work together. Uh, the two f- slowly fall in love and we get to see them descend into madness as well as romance. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is starred by Donald Glover, who we obviously know from Atlanta, as well as Childish Gambino. Uh, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> and uh, Maya Erskine, who you'll absolutely know from her incredible work in Pen15. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is eight episodes of odd romance, uh, where, you, where you'd think action and violence would be a great way to punctuate this series. It's actually the love and the intimate details of two people slowly intertwine, intertwining with each other. And with that comes the insecurity of opening yourself up, as, as well as the danger of two spies opening themselves up. I really love this series. It did a great job of forcing us to really understand all of the dangerous conflicts that come with two people melding together. I'm going to absolutely tell you to watch this series. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon. This is Cube Critic and NPR News Arts Editor Max Sparber with a Cube Critics Extra. Uh, this week I did a story on the play On Beckett at the Guthrie Theater, which stars legendary actor and clown Bill Irwin. I also did an interview with Irwin in advance of the show, and I'm including audio from that in this podcast. Please enjoy. I'm not entirely good at defining or describing on Beckett. I hope what people will see when they come to the Guthrie 
is an actor still on fire with a fascination with this one writer's work. It just it grabs me, it haunts me, it won't let me go, it never has the last 40 years. And I, and it's still a mystery to me, even though to my great uh, surprise, people are starting to refer to me as like an expert or a, a, a master interpreter. I think, no, I'm not sure that describes me, but I am somebody who's absolutely haunted by this writer's writing in good and bad ways. And uh, I hope to bring that to the stage every time we do on Beckett there at the Guthrie. Here's the interesting thing. Sometimes people say, well, wait a minute. Clown traditions and Baggy Pants vaudeville traditions and Samuel Beckett, what do they have to do with each other? And other people say, well, that makes perfect sense, those two angles. Uh, in my mind, there's an absolute connection. Beckett loved film, early film. He was born in the early part of the 20th century. His was the first generation to come of age with motion pictures in their psyche. Nobody, be, No generation before that had. He was fascinated with the great silent comedians. He wanted to be a filmmaker at one point in his life. And his family also went off into the variety theater. You know, when you, you read Samuel Beckett's letters, they're talking about, yes, uh, we've booked tickets to see the so-and-so brothers. And so, he was knowledgeable about what Americans would tend to call vaudeville, but variety stage artists, as well as, you know, Proust, Goethe, uh, Shakespeare, and any other human being who ever wrote uh, a written word document, Beckett had a kind of a weird, omnivorous appetite and it seemed sort of photographic memory, so that he's almost always riffing on one or two or more writers when he's writing his own work. Beckett writes almost willfully difficult, like, you know, this is not going to be easy, and then he'll suddenly uh, give a character an almost uh, essay-like polished phrase, and uh, that is a beautiful one. They give birth a stride of a grave. The light gleams an instant, and then it's night once more.